You made it. Checked out of office to check into the sweet views of this place where the kids aren't asking for the Wi-Fi. Mom, can we go to the pool? And when you're with Amex, it's not if it's going to happen, but when. American Express. Don't live life without it. Sure, we have 30 seconds to tell you that drivers who switch to Progressive could save big. But then what? Well, there is a nice piece of stock music playing behind me that a talented composer worked really hard on. So let's enjoy it. Wow, almost overshadows the saving big when you switch to progressive part. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. We're five hours away from Vegas. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Yeah, we're in San Diego. We all hop in the car. We pack our shit. We get in the car. We drive to fucking Vegas. My girlfriend, I'm in the back seat with my two friends. My girlfriend's in the front seat. And uh, all of a sudden, she rolls down the window and starts puking <laughs> out of the window. Yeah. But the back window is open. So the puke is going oh. out the window here and then coming into the back seat. Oh, no. And me and my three friends in the back seat getting sprayed oh. <laughs> with this girl's puke. <laughs> it was really gross. <laughs> <laughs> But we made it to Vegas and uh, we spent the whole weekend partying in Vegas. It was one of the funnest trips that I have ever taken on a whip, on a whip. Well, that short clip you just heard was from my interview discussion with Dana Pereira. And Dana is a lot of fun. And I think you're going to really enjoy this episode as she talks about Uh, Being the host of two different podcasts, one, uh, That Trophy Wife Life and The Dirty Little Secrets Club. Dana is awesome, so much fun, easygoing, and uh, as she says, she's a cussy mom, so you're going to hear a lot of that too. All right, enjoy the episode. All right, Dana, I was looking forward to this big time (laughs) because I saw what you're all about and I said, this is going to be funny. Yeah. <laughs> That's what most people say about me. They take one look at me and they're like, yeah, she's probably funny. She's probably funny. There's some comedy in there, you know? Well, listen, it's a pleasure to have you on. And uh, I've got to talk about this trophy wife life deal going on yeah. here. I bet most people, when they read it, they're like, wait a minute, what's this all about? You know, and I feel like I really screwed myself with the name of the show because I I made this comedy podcast because I was doing a joke on myself. Um, I had started doing these little videos and I was calling them trophy wife life. And then Mm -hmm. it was, you know, like me finding milk under my couch three months later that is now turned to cheese and, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. And uh, I... I got the joke, so I thought it would be hilarious. So I make a show called That Trophy Wife Life and everybody else, they weren't in on the joke yet. So (laughs) they see that trophy wife life and they're like, ugh, ew. I'm like, no, 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 I'm funny. I swear, I'm funny. (laughs) (laughs) Was it pretty negative at first? Did you get some people like really mean about it? Um, I still occasionally get people Mm. that are mean about it. um, And that's why I have to lead everything with like, I had to change my name to participation trophy wife. Mm. So people would understand whenever I said, (laughs) no, maybe it's a participation trophy. And, uh, but most people are, they've given it a shot. Like our audience Mm -hmm. has grown so much and, and shockingly, most of my audience is male. Oh, really? I know. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, probably because I talk about buttholes and poop a lot. And so like most of, of my humor is that of a 14 year old boy anyways. Mm, So I guess the men relate with that. What's with the the buttholes? Where is this coming from? Like, why is this talked about so much? I I don't really know. It's just like every conversation ends up like a a poop story of (laughs) some sort. Like my husband shits his pants a lot. So (laughs) wait a minute. (laughs) (laughs) Why? Like, why does he do that? (laughs) This this was back whenever he, we didn't have kids yet. Mm -hmm. And we would go to Vegas and hid down a bottle of Jameson. And and he just doesn't have control of himself (laughs) after that point. And so I have a lot uh, of poop stories pre-children. 
Wow. <laughs> yeah. My, my husband shitting himself, which, you know, they're funny. I'm like, you had to go through that. So I would have something to talk about now. <laughs> right. Exactly. I was just in Vegas like last weekend. Actually. Oh yeah? yeah. You didn't poop your pants though. No, no, I did not poop my pants. I, I, I think you failed Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you'd have seen me. I don't think you thought I failed. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> you just have much better control over yourself. Than I think my, my bowels <laughs> are pretty amazing. Actually, yeah. <laughs> That's good news. Yeah. I, I don't think I've ever shit myself from drinking, but uh, yeah, yeah, my husband, he's, he's an endless well of content. Now, did you ever piss yourself from drinking? I have not. Really? Um, I, I did talk about this on the show one time though. I never peed myself. However, one time, I did wake up wasted, like stumble my way into the bathroom and sit down and forget to take my underwear off. And then I was like, whoop, <laughs> that's warm. That's <laughs> very warm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But that that happened one time. But I don't I don't know if you can consider that like pissing yourself though. Mm. I think that was, you know, I was just too drunk to remember I had underwear on. <laughs> I made it to the toilet. I just forgot to take stuff off. Well, that's the first part. You gotta make it to the toilet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yes, wow. success. <laughs> success. I read it was like 30 was 30% coffee, 75% wine or something like that. I said, yeah, wow. Yeah, yeah. 100% bad at math. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not great at math either. Why do you need to be good at math? I don't know. <laughs> like, Dude, we all have calculators in our pockets now. I, I mean, so I don't I don't need math as much as they told me that I would. <laughs> do you tell your kids that? <laughs> I I do actually. I'm like, eh, cuz so for me, um, I don't put a whole lot of um, pressure on my children when it comes to schooling. Yeah. I want them to learn to do their work. I want them to learn to not be lazy. I want them to learn to complete their responsibilities mm -hmm. um, and to do their best. But, you know, my kids like me. He's terrible at math. He hates math. It doesn't register in his yeah. brain quite like it does for some other people. And so if he gets a B in math, I'm like, cool, excellent, great job. Yeah, yeah. I don't need you to be a straight A student. I don't give a shit if you know physics, yeah. you know? <laughs> kind of the same way. I have uh, I have one, one child, not four mm -hmm. like you, okay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Probably and, smart. No, well, you... <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of work going on regardless. <laughs> yeah. Imagine. Yeah. How old is, how old is your child? My daughter is going to be 10 in August. Oh, okay. Awesome. Yeah. 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 It's a great age, actually. I'm really yeah. enjoying it, you know, but it's but challenging. They're, like, they're old enough now where they're a little self-sufficient, you know, like yeah. they're not waking you up at 6am for Cheerios. Yeah. That's no, nice. No, that's. I mean, sometimes my daughter wakes up early and I'm like, why are you doing this to me? <laughs> <laughs> I thought we grew past this. <laughs> How could you do this to me? I don't want this. <laughs> yeah. It seems like you have a very uh, honest take on, you know, being a mom and, you know, being in a relationship and you're just willing to be yourself, you know? And I think that's why I connected with you because I'm like, I don't know. I really don't want to talk to people who are like I'm a thought leader and I'm doing all this. I'm like, let's just be real about it. You know, you probably messed yeah. up a little bit. You know? <laughs> yeah. And that's so I don't know about you. For me, I felt a lot of pressure from my mom whenever I was growing up. Mm. I felt like a failure for most of my life because of this, um, you know, unobtainable uh, perfection level mm. that, that people wanted you to be. And you know, it took a, a long time, many, many fuck ups, because at one point I was like, well, fuck it. I, I'm a fuck up already. So I might as well just yeah. keep fucking up, you know, like, right. and, and so I kind of threw myself into the fact that I was, you know, going to screw things up. And that wasn't the right message either. Yeah. I should, <laughs> you know, <laughs> so, you know, many years of therapy later, I realized like, yeah, you do your best with mm -hmm. what you have. And uh, sometimes you're gonna nail it, sometimes you're not. And that's okay, because there's not a single person out there that has nailed parenting, that has nailed life, that has everything figured out. And uh, I, I think that it's just kind of a disservice to humanity mm -hmm. to go around and tell people that you have things figured out because nobody <laughs> does, you know? You know, you know what I think about parenting, especially is, 
maybe this is different, but now I feel like people in the past, they make parenting seem like it's always amazing. Uh-huh. Like it's always incredible. And this, I mean, it is awesome. Yeah. But there's, I mean, there's a lot of bad times too, man. I mean, there really is. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, you know, I was just saying the other day, I'm like, did you guys know that as your kids get bigger, the problems also get bigger? Like, did you know that? I didn't know that. Nobody fucking told me that yeah. whenever I had kids. <laughs> I thought like, oh, potty training is going to be the worst of it. And then I'm going to move on yeah. and everything's going to be happy go lucky. Yeah. But no, now you have peer pressure with teenagers and drugs and sex. And please yeah. don't knock that girl up and please wrap it up so you oh don't get herpes. God. And, you know, <laughs> like there's so many things that go into parenting that um that that I guess I just didn't realize and I'm like oh my god they're going to keep getting bigger then there's going to be times when they're out at the bar I'm going to have to talk about you know drunk driving and make sure they're yeah. not doing stupid shit yeah. like that and then they're going to get married and I'm going to have to talk about abusive relationships and you know like there's so much stuff and as these kids grow and grow and grow all those problems grow and grow and grow <laughs> yeah yeah how old are your kids are they in teenage uh, I do. Yeah. I have two teenagers. My two older boys are 15 and a half and 14 and a mm-hmm. half. And then my daughter just turned six and my youngest son is four. Okay. You got the whole range there. The whole I gamut. do. Yeah. Yeah. That was, uh, I had kids really young. I was, mm-hmm. uh, 23 with Mason whenever mm-hmm. I had him and 24 following 11 months, 25 days after Mason, <laughs> I had yeah. Kai. Yeah. So- <laughs> My, my little Irish twins. <laughs> exactly. Do your sons listen to your show? Um, they depends on who's on, you know, <laughs> like Carol Baskin was on my show and they were like, fuck yeah, I'm going to listen. How to did Carol Baskin. She, by the way, how did you get Carol Baskin on your show? What, I mean, crazy. Honestly, I asked, I you just asked, you know, it's funny. I find that all the time with people. If you just ask, they're like, sure. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, I, I had Liz Mealy on my show last week. I don't know if you know who she is, but she is no. a very funny um, stand-up comedian from New York City. And she has specials and she's an author and she's just, I adore her. And I started following her last year um, during the pandemic. She was yeah. posting clips of her comedy. And I was like, I, I just fell in love with this girl. And I, I reached out to her and I think- Whenever she replied and said, yes, I'll come on your show. Like I made a noise that only dogs could hear. <laughs> I was so excited to get her on the show. Yeah. So yeah, just, you just ask people. You I really mean, I've do. asked a lot of people that have said no, or just sure. never replied to me too. So yeah, that's amazing. So it depends on what, who's on and they'll, they'll listen to it. Yeah. Yeah. So Liz Mealy, they were like, yeah, we'll listen to her. And Carol Baskin, they were like, yeah, we'll listen to her. Um, But then there's like some other things. If I'm just talking about, uh, you know, I don't know, bad dates was my last episode. They didn't run to listen to that episode. But (laughs) did they ever comment on you like what you're saying? Um, So the good thing is that I think uh, teaching my children, they already know that I don't have a filter. (laughs) Um, and so (laughs) there are times when they're like, oh my God, mother, why, why? Uh, but for the most part, I'm also teaching them that, you know, you don't have to filter what you're saying all the time. I do think that you need to maybe, uh, uh, learn your audience and Mm -hmm. (laughs) kind of adjust to that, (laughs) but if you have something to say, it's okay to say it. And uh, if it's unconventional or maybe people kind of give you a side eye, that's okay too. Yeah. Because there's going to be other people that are like, girl, you're crazy. I love it. You know? Yeah. See, I like the craziness. Honestly, yeah. that's like, I don't know what it is when somebody tells, like, seriously, when people listen to this and they read the show notes, it, it's going to stick out to you. And maybe it's going to hit you the right way. Maybe it hit you a different way. I don't know, <laughs> but yeah. it really doesn't matter. Uh, but, That's, you know, I'm not going to be everyone's cup of tea. And, and yeah. I think learning that pretty early on is, is a good idea, too. Some people are going to love me. Some people are going to hate me. And, meh, you know, whatever. I'm going to move on with my life and it's going to yeah. be OK. So what have you tell me about your favorite episode you've done for your show so far that you like really loved? Let's see here. So a couple weeks back, I had um, a 
comedian on. His name is Jeff Macalino, mm-hmm. and uh, he is in Florida, I think. And he was great. He was so funny. I laughed the entire episode. Um, and then there was these girls. They have the uh, show called The Homance Chronicles, mm-hmm. and I did a sex fail story with mm-hmm. them, and it was so fun, so funny. I get home, I go to download the recordings. One of them didn't work. No. And I was like, no, because <laughs> it was so fun. It was one of the funnest episodes that I had recorded and it didn't go. And I was like, shit. So I'm actually re-recording with them yeah. this week, which I'm stoked about because they, they were great. Yeah. Have you found it challenging? Um, some episodes more than others to create chemistry or, you know, just to build that, you know? Sometimes it is. um, Whenever I first started interviewing uh, multiple different people instead Mm -hmm. of having a regular co-host, I was very nervous about that because I didn't know how people were going to be. And then I was like, well, I kind of hold the power here because Mm -hmm. I got the editing. So <laughs> that's right. if, if something, cause there's some people that talk slower than others. And then there's me and I go a hundred million miles per minute. And I don't really like to have a whole lot of like uh, space in between okay. what's being said. Uh, but I have editing tools for that. If somebody's taking 17 hours to answer my question, I can just <laughs> chop it up into what I want. Yeah. And then we got a show. Yeah. It's, you know, I've had episodes where people will talk for 15, 20 minutes straight, like no breath based. I'm like, man, that's, it's kind of a long time to be talking, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And and sometimes those people just like to hear themselves talk yeah. and you're like, okay. <laughs> like, wow. I mean, it's, uh, it's a, it's a process, you know, of learning different people who you want on your show and how that comes together, you know? Yeah. And, and it also gives you a lot of practice for dealing with everybody else that's out there in the world, you know, like getting people on your show and being able to hit those conversations with, you know, a person that maybe necessarily doesn't agree with you on certain topics Mm -hmm. or just a person that you're having so much fun with or a person that you have to adjust because they're a little more conservative than you or right there's so many different personality types out there. And I thought that I was going to be super nervous about it. Mm -hmm. And then after I rolled into it, I was like, no, this is actually great. This is fun being able to get out there and talk to so many different personality types. I actually love that. Yeah. I'm a big fan of that too. I think it's actually an education. You're learning about a lot of different topics Mm -hmm. that it's hard to do just by, you know, kind of the way things are, you know, so you're learning a lot, but I want to know favorite party story. Cause I know there's a party story in there, like amazing story. Oh, party story. Okay. So, um, so my own party story or, yeah, or for a sure. story for, how about you? <laughs> Let's get into Dana's favorite Dana party story. Dana's had quite, um, quite a run at, at partying. So, <laughs> Uh, I, I did. So whenever I had my kids in my twenties, but I also ended up splitting up with their father in my twenties. So I had 50% of the time to go out and be crazy Dana. And then 50% of the time where I was, you know, the mom Dana, but, um, I will always remember I got to, I I'm a country girl. I line Mm -hmm. dance. I two step. I love my country bar. And, uh, I have like a whole family of friends that that used to frequent the same bar as me. And me and my girlfriend went one night and we were just doing shots of Patron, just mm. down in Patron. And uh, my other friend walked in, it's like nine o'clock at night. And he's he says, hey, you guys wanna go to Vegas? <laughs> and we were like, well, when? And he's like, yeah. right now, let's go. Let's get in the car, we're going to Vegas. And we were like, yep, let's go. And we happened to be talking to these two other guys that we were friends with. And we were like, hey, we're going to Vegas. You guys want to come to Vegas? And they were like, yeah, let's go to Vegas. So we all hop in the car. Wow. We're five hours away from Vegas. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. We're in San Diego. We all hop in the car. We pack our shit. We get in the car. We drive to fucking Vegas. My girlfriend, I'm in the back seat with my two friends. My girlfriend's in the front seat. And uh, all of a sudden, she rolls down the window 
and starts puking <laughs> out of the window. Yeah. But the back window is open. So the puke is going oh. out the window here and then coming into the back seat. Oh, no. And me and my three friends in the back seat getting sprayed oh. <laughs> with this girl's puke. <laughs> it was really gross. <laughs> <laughs> But we made it to Vegas and uh, we spent the whole weekend partying in Vegas. It was one of the funnest trips that I have ever taken on a whim, on a whim. Well, I mean, where'd you go to first though when you got there? Was it like immediate partying? Um, no, actually we got there. By the time we got there, it was like, I don't remember like two or three in the morning. Oh it, was, it was pretty late. And it was, so it was like everybody went to bed and then we woke up and just immediately drinking <laughs> pool and I had my boots. I forgot to bring other shoes. So I'm in a bikini with my cowboy boots on <laughs> walking around Vegas, Wow, which actually got a lot of attention. I'm sure it got a ton of attention. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow. That's crazy. I, I lived in Vegas for like 13 years, actually. That's why I go back a lot. Oh, stuff, really? Know? Yeah. Lots of crazy stories. And like oh, party I'm sure. times. Just, it's a, you know, when you go there, you know, different things happen. <laughs> I mean, just like extremely different things happen that wouldn't happen in your own town, probably. You know, yeah, like yeah, no. And, and you know what? That's one of my favorite things to do. I love traveling and mm. meeting people. It is a wonder I haven't been murdered by oh now. Oh my gosh. <laughs> because I, I just, I'm like, hey, I met you in a bar. We're friends now. You yeah. and me, we're besties. Yeah. And uh Oh gosh, I, I went to Arizona one time to visit a friend and I'm sitting at the bar by myself because she broke her leg and ended up in the hospital. I'm just like hanging out by myself. Okay. I meet these two dudes. I'm wasted at the bar. And uh, I I was actually there to visit my ex-boyfriend at the uh -huh. time and he was working. So I was like, yeah. just like sitting there waiting. And uh, these guys are like, hey, we're gonna go to roller derby. Do you wanna go watch roller, roller derby, derby with us? It's amazing. And I was like, Fuck yeah, I want to go. <laughs> and I just like hop in the car with these two dudes that I've never met before after I've been drinking all day. Like, not the smartest move that I probably could have made. It's like a true <laughs> crime still... documentary. You're almost, you're making almost. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I've pushed my limits several times. Like, thankfully I have never been hurt or, uh, you know, anything bad happened to me. And uh, yeah. I don't know, somebody, I got like a bubble of protection around me or something Maybe. because I definitely should have probably been smarter about things <laughs> that I've done as a single female after yeah. drinking. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. <clears throat> so has that, has that, uh, does the partying decreased or increased as you've gotten older? Oh, it is absolutely decreased so, so <laughs> much. So, so much, especially with the pandemic yeah. and, and don't get me wrong. I still love to go out and, and like have my friends and yeah. stuff like that. But as I, like, I'm 39 years old mm. now and hangovers last weeks now like it's, <laughs> it's not it's not a one day thing I'm not like down for a day I'm down for four days and yeah you know so um I I've been very uh conscious about like what I'm drinking when I go out like if I'm mm -hmm. going out to a bar I have to stick to beer and if I'm gonna do shots it has to be Patron <laughs> I can't do anything else. If somebody hands me a fruity drink or a fruity shot, yeah. I'm like, no, I will die. I will yeah. not do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Other I, than that, I'm a beer and wine girl. I see. Yeah. I, I changed a whole bunch, actually. <clears throat> I still pretty party pretty hard when I do, but uh, I had to change the ratio. So uh, I definitely always, probably generally I was doing edible because uh -huh. uh, uh, I feel it helps me to drink less. Uh -huh. So, you know, I'm only having like a couple of drinks, but then I have an edible. It feels like I've been out partying all night. Yeah. For that. Yep. That's been what I flipped to. The ratio flipped tremendously once I got into my 40s. I was like, mm, no, I yeah. don't drink too much. <laughs> and you feel terrible. Yeah. <laughs> like, so. and 
this is going to sound so vain, but alcohol, like, isn't great for my skin. And I'm like, I'm trying to keep it like looking as good as I can. For it as looks long amazing. The <laughs> skin looks great. <laughs> yeah. You can never tell you're drinking at all. <laughs> yeah. I try and keep it to the weekends now, like my, yeah, my wine yeah. consumption and stuff like that. But the thing that I've learned during the pandemic is fuck, I really like to stay home. Like really? I love staying home now. Like I am totally happy sitting in front of the fire with my husband with a bottle of wine and a movie. Yeah, yeah. It's nice. Oh, it's it's been very nice. But now, uh now now I'm vaccinated and I'm like, let's mm-hmm. party. You're back. <laughs> yeah, me too. I was like, yeah, go to Vegas, man. <laughs> I'm like <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we're we're going on vacation next week, and I'm like, ah, I can't fucking wait. I'm like, let's oh, go. Wow. I'm ready. You're I'm gonna, ready. You're gonna. You know what? You get very excited that first day. You can yeah. get extremely excited. That's when it goes overboard sometimes. Yeah, it it might. I I might have a poop pants or a pants pooping oh story for God. you uh, after we get back from vacation. <laughs> I'm sure my husband's gonna go overboard at some point. <laughs> He's probably like, thanks for telling people about these stories about me. <laughs> like, you know, the the best thing about my husband is he's like, if I did it. Fair game. <laughs> Sounds like a reasonable person. Yeah, yeah. He's like, I don't make up lies about me, but yeah, if it happened, then, yeah, <laughs> then it happened, you know? <laughs> don't make up lies. He's like, no, tell the truth, but yeah. don't make up lies. The truth, no matter what it is, you can tell. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. He's like, as long as if he has the recollection of it, he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, well, I did it. So, and that's kind of how I live my life too. I'm like, man, I did it, I guess. I mean, what are you going to do? It's, yeah. it's out there now. <laughs> Where does the comedy come from? I mean, you know, it seems like, you know, you're really into comedy and just kind of being out there a bit. Where does that come from with you? You know, um, I think because things were so strict, I guess, whenever Mm -hmm. I was growing up, like there wasn't a whole lot of room for mistakes and there wasn't a whole lot of room to laugh at yourself whenever Mm -hmm. you made mistakes that, uh, as I got out of high school and stuff like that, I had a friend and she was hilarious. Mm -hmm. She made fun of herself all the time and people were drawn to her Mm. like flies on shit. Like she was just, everybody loved her. And uh, I started kind of toying around with it whenever I was hanging out with her. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to do that too. And I kind of mimicked her. I kind of stole it, I guess. (laughs) It's like, I want to be like her. And, And I started just making fun of myself and and doing stuff like that. And I was like, man, I like this a whole lot more than beating myself up and like constantly like being angry with myself or mad Mm. at myself or making a mistake. It's, it's much better when you bring it to light and you're like, man, yeah, I made this mistake and you laugh at it feels so much better than I made this mistake and I'm going to go cry about it. Yeah. Did it attract more people towards you? And that, did you get that? I did. And that was the other thing. I had always had this like less than complex. Mm. I, I didn't feel like I was well liked whenever I was growing up and, and it was all in my head. It wasn't any, yeah. it was a me thing. It wasn't a anybody else thing. And uh, then whenever I was out and I was meeting new people and they would be laughing, it just felt good to make other people laugh. And yeah. I felt like they enjoyed my company when, when I was around or when I was, you know, telling jokes or just being myself. I felt like finally I could be myself. I could uh, laugh at myself and I could enjoy myself and other people seem to follow suit. You know, like you put out a certain vibe, you're going to attract that vibe. And that's what I wanted to attract. I want to attract people that are funny, that can laugh at themselves and have a good time. And, you know, I don't want to attract people that are like angry and miserable all the time. Sure. Yeah. So, yeah, it was it was kind of like a a realization, like put out this vibe. You're going to attract that vibe. Yeah, most definitely. So what do you think you've learned the most about yourself and your time on the planet so far? Um, I think what I have learned the most is, um, I am here to teach people and my children. Mostly I focus on my kids most Mm -hmm. of the time, but, um, I think it's important to let people know that, uh, nobody's ever perfect. And to like, I'm raising these kids and, uh, I mean, my son's 15 and a half and I busted him smoking pot. 
Mm. Well, whenever I was busted smoking pot, whenever I was growing up, I was made to feel like I was a terrible person. Yeah. Smoking pot doesn't make you a terrible person. No. You know, like, and and so busting my kids smoking pot, I'm like, all right, listen, I know you're going to try it. I get it. You're a teenager. Uh, but we also have to keep in mind that you are a growing, developing mm -hmm. person and smoking pot is going to make things uh, seem different in your head. Like yeah. you can, you, you tried pot, great, whatever. Don't be a pot head. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like you're growing and you need to uh, be responsible. Responsibilities first, but you doing this doesn't make you a terrible person. You're just a, a person that smoked pot. Everybody smokes pot. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. So I don't know. I think that my, my learning has been to um, not expect perfection, to, you know, raise my kids kind of the opposite of the way that I was raised to have a lot of grace and compassion for other mm -hmm. people, I think is really important right now. Um, there's so much divisiveness out there. And I yeah. think understanding that everybody is doing the best they can with what they have and showing a lot of compassion to people. Um, I mean, over the last uh, five, six months, I've had two people commit suicide. Oh my goodness. Yeah. One um, was in December and one was just a, a week ago. Um, mm. I have a, another person that I was close with that during the pandemic, um, it killed his wife. Jeez. Yes. And, and, and I, it, I just feel like, um, there's so, so many people are dealing with so many things. Yeah. And I wonder if they were shown a little more compassion, a little more love, a little more grace, a little more understanding if things could have worked out a little differently yeah. than, than what they did. Yeah. You know, it's, it's interesting what you're saying about <clears throat> having more compassion and also like having fun. You know, I always think that people really attracted to people who feel like they're having a good time. Mm -hmm. They're being their best self, whatever that means for them, you know, for that. Whereas I think sometimes there's a shame of people like, well, I got to hide this part of myself, you know? Yeah. Well, I can't show people that I like to go out and party and have a good time because what they'll think of me or something like, yes. that, you know, yes, there's and, uh, so much judgment out so there. So much judgment, you know, and I think, again, I think that I'm always drawn to people, especially on the podcast who are like, just like, Hey, this is, this is how I am, man. This is what I'm into. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, what and it you is. Know I'm, I'm not even going to say that I don't get self-conscious about it sometimes. Mm -hmm. Like I'm a human being. So, you know, I still have my little downward spirals at time and, you know, but I have learned now, like a couple of weeks ago, I was just going through it. I don't know what was mm -hmm. going on. I don't know if it was a fucking full moon or what was yeah. happening, but I was just like emotionally in turmoil. Mm. And I looked at my husband and I said, honey, I'm going to drink this bottle of wine. And I'm going to wallow in this for mm -hmm. a while. And then tomorrow I'm going to wake up and I'm going to be better. But tonight, yeah. <laughs> in this moment, yeah. I'm going to allow myself to wallow in this and I'm going to be depressed. And it's so if you don't want to see that, then you just go upstairs and <laughs> watch whatever you want. Get out of here. <laughs> like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's going to be a down night, baby. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, you know, recognizing it and being like, it's okay to sit in those feelings for a little bit. Yeah. Don't sit in them forever but you're allowed to sit in them. If you want to wallow a little bit, yeah. wallow a little bit and then fucking put your big boy pants on yeah. and, and move on, take care of it. You know? Yeah, most definitely. You know what I'm thinking? What is this 40th birthday party going to look like? I'm going to Italy. No. Yeah. I, I've been saying wow. it for a couple of years now. I was like it, my 40th birthday. Like I really want to go to Italy. I don't know why Italy, probably because I like wine so much. Yeah. I love wine and I love pasta. So, <laughs> and I am Italian as well. Okay. So I'm, <laughs> I'm like, I really want to go to Italy. It's a trip that I've wanted to take forever. And, uh, so we've been saving up and we're gonna, we're taking the whole family to Italy, me, all the kids and my nice. husband and a babysitter <laughs> and a baby. You gotta be able to stretch your legs and get going, you know, I'm like, yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's going to be an amazing time. Right. I am very excited about it. I've been looking forward to it for so long. I just, oh uh, yeah, I can't wait. 
I feel like you're the type of person like any like milestones or things like you go hard on the milestones. Like you're like, yeah, this is a time to celebrate, you know? You know, I um, didn't always do that. And mm -hmm. it took some growing and learning for me to be like, yeah, celebrate that. You know, um, I'm going to throw my mom under the bus real quick, but throw my her. mom's 50th birthday, she disappeared. Oh, disappeared. Didn't what do you mean? Like just gone? Gone. Nobody could contact her. She took herself to a hotel or something like that because she was so upset that she was turning 50. Oh. And so I didn't get to wish her a happy birthday on her on her 50th. I none of my family got to. We didn't get to celebrate it. We didn't like nothing. She just fucking disappeared. Hmm. And uh and she's 61 or 62 now. Yeah. Her 60th birthday, she parted. She was like, all right, like all she's right. over it now. She's grown <laughs> and she's learned from that experience. Yeah, yeah. But I also took from that experience because I was so upset that I wasn't even able to contact my own mother on her birthday um, that I was like, no, every year that I get to be here, that I get to spend time with my family, that I get to grow with my children, that I get to witness the things that are happening on this earth, that I get to smell a fucking rose or those are all really important, special things. And I'm going to celebrate it. I hit 40 years old. Fuck. Yeah. I hit 40 years old. Yeah. I hope I hit 110, you know, like <laughs> I just want to, I want to keep going. I want to keep going. I want to yeah. keep experiencing and, uh, life is ups and downs and there's those really painful times. And there's those really exciting times. I want to experience it all. Yeah, most definitely. I mean, I just got a sense. I was like, this is going to be a great 40th birthday party. I know it. <laughs> like, yeah, like, yeah. What's that going to be like? <laughs> I can't wait. I'm like, I just want, I want to shove all the food down my throat. Yeah, I want to yeah. drink all the wine. I want to hang out with my kids. I want to eat cake. I like, I want to <laughs> do it all. You know, like I want, I just want to enjoy everything because for me, I in particular love food. Like food brings me happiness. I will yeah. for real eat my feelings. <laughs> <laughs> and what 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 feelings are you eating the most these days? <laughs> um, it's usually anxiety. I'm a high anxiety person. Really? I have to do like a lot of meditating to kind mm. of bring myself down and yeah, you know, like yeah. take vitamins and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you get up pretty and it's hard hard for you to is it hard for you to relax? Like really just get in that um, state? It, it kind of can be. I, I, I have a hard time shutting it off at night, yeah, especially yeah. my brain kind of goes a hundred miles per minute. Mm. I'm also a super empathic person. And so if there is something big that happens in the world that is sad, I, it'll knock me on my ass for a week, you know, mm. or longer like school yeah. shootings. Ugh. I, I just can't, I, I yeah. internalize it. I have anxiety over it. And something that I'm, I'm trying to learn right now is to not detach myself from it because I don't think that's the answer, but, um, maybe compartmentalize a little bit better and, and understand, like I can go and visit those feelings and, and have yeah. them for a little bit, but I also have to, you know, live the rest of my life and not live it in fear. Yeah. And that's really hard, especially, you know, living in the United States is it's terrifying sometimes. It can be definitely. And I think during the pandemic, it's, it's been rough for a lot of people and, and, and they're turning to different sources of information. So how did you, how did you deal with that with during that, especially the kind of the peak moments of that time, as you look back at it? Um, I am a person that I'm, I'm a trust the experts person, mm -hmm. you know, I am not an expert whenever it comes to viruses. I'm mm -hmm. not an expert on how viruses spread or anything like that. You know, when Dr. Fauci went up there and he mm -hmm. said, you know, I am an expert yeah. and I believe that, you know, wearing masks is going to help and staying yeah. home is going to help. And I was like, all right, that's what I'll do. I will stay home. Yeah. It's not going to hurt me to do that. I'm, I'm yeah. going to do what I can to protect other people. Um, and, and so that's what I did. I was a, a trust mm -hmm. the experts kind of person. Yeah. Uh, I I'm also a 
a live in compassion and, and love kind of person. And I want to help the person next to me. And if me not going to get that latte at Starbucks means that, you know, somebody's aunt is going to live through this year. I don't need a vanilla latte. Fuck that vanilla latte. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like yeah. I will do what I need to do to help my my neighbor. That's right. how I try to live. So you're saying you're not you're not in QAnon, is what you're saying? Right? I not currently. <laughs> no, no, my membership lapsed. Did it, it lapse? <laughs> okay, when did it lapse? No, Was no, that no, like, <laughs> no, never, 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 never. <laughs> you're like, let's make this clear. This yes. was not a thing for me. Yes, <laughs> like, yes. That was a joke that I told that was in poor taste. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of, you know, dissenting opinions out there and wild stuff. Actually, I'm watching this crazy documentary right now about this cult, about this lady, Sherry Shiner, Shriner. Anyways, it was like a cult about reptilian people. Ooh, and, okay. and, and it was crazy. It was like really loopy stuff, you know. But it's amazing what happens to people when they get pulled into something. It's like a tractor beam, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think that was easier during the pandemic for people because, you know, they have nothing going on. And you want to, you want to, you're like, oh, I'm just floating out there doing nothing. And if you're not productive and doing good things, you kind of get pulled into weird stuff, you know? And what really boggles my mind is how easy it is for people to get trapped into yes. certain things yes. and they don't think that it's that easy. So then they're in it. <laughs> then they're in the cult. You never know until you're in it. <laughs> they they drank the Kool-Aid and everybody's like, whoa, 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 you just drank the Kool-Aid. And they're like, yeah. no, I didn't. What do you think? I'm dumb. I'm not that dumb. I don't get trapped into cults. And you're like, no, no, no. But like you have a Kool-Aid ring around your lips right now. Yeah, like you are yeah. absolutely in a cult. <laughs> You're in Fight Club. You just don't know it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you don't talk about Fight Club. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's crazy how how easy it is for, for people to get trapped into stuff like that. Did you have any like issues with like family members or people who had, you know, different ideas than you had or friends? Um, yes and no. I, I am also the kind of person that allows other people to have their own opinions. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm, I'm not going to fault somebody for having their own opinions. I'm not, well, let me rephrase that. I'm not going to fight with somebody that has a different opinion than sure. me because I don't believe that we're going to make any progress that way. Right. Um, for example, my older brother and I are on very opposite sides of the spectrum and he will constantly try and bait me into a political argument. Uh, yeah, yeah. And I always reply to him with, I love you. I, I disagree, but I love you. And yeah. that's it. Like I refuse <laughs> to get into it because yeah. I know my brother, I know what kind of a person he is. I love my brother and he has a different opinion than me. Okay. I get it. I don't think he's correct. Uh, but then again, he doesn't think I'm correct. Right. And I think, you know, I'm just, I'm still going to treat him with respect and love. And when he needs me, I'm going to be there. And, you know, but to respect me, do not try and bait me into a political mm -hmm. debate. Understand that we're different, accept that we're different and respect our differences. And I think that's where a lot of people go south with it because nobody is respecting anybody else. They're yeah. just like, no, you're fucking wrong. No, you're fucking right. wrong. And, just yelling you know, at each other. It, yeah. And, and how are we going to make any progress that way? There's yeah. no conversation. There's no openness of the mind to even consider somebody else's uh, opinion or belief or anything like that. And, and so I try and keep an open mind, uh, but I also try and keep it respectful as long as I am yeah. also being respected. I'll walk away from people that are just trying to mm -hmm. fight with me because eh, there's no point in doing that. I'm like, okay, yeah. I respect you. I'm going to take it over here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Have you ever had anybody try to be on your show and you were like, man, maybe this is a little too far for me? Um, I really try and keep things so that whoever is listening to my show is going to enjoy it. Yeah. Um, and so I, I don't really get into anything like that. And honestly, I have had a couple of people that, you know, or a couple of instances where something political has been brought up mm -hmm. and I, I'll cut it 
if it's if it's yeah. too much, I'll just cut it because my show is for um for everybody. My show is an escape from all of that crazy political shit. Yeah. And so I don't want to divide amongst people. I want it to be a place where everybody can come and get a couple of laughs and move on with their day because in the end, my job isn't to try and convince somebody one way or another what they think or what they believe or, you know, when it comes to politics or religion or life choices or anything else. My job is not to judge anyone or push my own agenda onto people. Um, so I just keep that kind of separate from the show. Yeah. Oh, no, it's, it's interesting. I'd like to ask other podcasters stuff like that. Every, you know, if I think of it, just because I think the more you do it, the longer you're doing a podcast, you're going to run into some interesting things. Oh yeah. That yeah, may or may sure. not be, you know, maybe too little, too, too out there or something. I had a one, I had one guy come to me and he was like, Darian, this is going to be the biggest episode ever. If I'm on your show, you got, we got to talk about the flat earth controversy is like the oh. earth is flat. <laughs> it's totally flat. It'll be your biggest show. I swear. And I was like, I was real nice about it. I said, listen, yeah. I'm going to respectfully decline. Thank you for reaching out, but I don't want to talk about the ice wall or whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's that's... not there. I'm sorry. But anyway, I... <laughs> I, I would have probably done the same thing if somebody yeah, reached out to me and was like, let's talk about the flat earth. I'd be like, yeah. mm. <laughs> you want to talk about mimosas? That's maybe a little or I'd different. Or show up with a globe and just yeah. spin <laughs> you it. You just start spinning it. <laughs> hey, this is round, you know? This is, you notice this round? <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> no, you're not going to fall is off. awesome. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, it's like, I'm not, I'm not doing it for this so-called, so you know, all these people or, you know, oh yeah, let's just for this trappings of so many people will like, listen to it. Yeah. Because it's crazy. That's why they're going to listen. Yeah. Like, that's not what I'm going for. You know, I'm like, I just want to meet interesting people who are not crazy. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, I don't know. Yeah. It's just something about it. Sometimes you can, you know, you meet enough people, you're going to get a few crazy ones in there. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You know, and I'll even say the opposite of that. There's been a couple of shows where people have asked me to come on and I've been a little hesitant to do it because I'm yeah. like, oh, I don't know if they're going to be, you know, that kind of a person. But I have been really um, su not surprised. I don't want to say that, but but I guess a little surprised I, that I've, I've gone on to some shows that I yeah. thought could end up a certain way. And everything has always been great. It's always ended up pretty good. So I guess I've been lucky in that aspect. Do you feel like you have to like hold back on any appearances on shows? Like you can't curse or you get, you know, or they tell you certain things. I always try and ask. Sometimes I forget, but I'm a pretty cussy mom. And I feel like if anybody <laughs> is asking me to come on to their show that they've already heard me. Yeah. Um, and and so I I do try and remember to ask, like, hey, is it cool? Because yeah. I I don't want you bleeping your entire episode. You know? Yeah. Yeah, no. <laughs> And, and I'll try if, if I'll be respectful when it comes to that. If they're like, oh, yeah, we're pretty conservative. You know, I'll dial it back. It's not that sure. big of a deal to me. I don't have to, like, assert my aggression by being mm -hmm. like, no, fuck you. I'm going to be me, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I, I can be respectful. If they don't like cussing, I'm like, all right, I'll try yeah. and dial it back. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure why they'd want you on if you couldn't be yourself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I kind of feel the same way, but it, yeah, you know, know, I'm like, eh, yeah. I, I can be flexible. So, <laughs> yeah, well, you're definitely flexible for, I mean, anybody listening to this, uh, I was going to book Dana for way out because I always book people well in advance. I was like, Hey, I got him. I got somebody changed. You want to do it? And she's like, yeah, sure. <laughs> it was like a couple of days ago. I, I yeah. reached out to you. That's great. There I am. <laughs> there you are for that. Well, uh, Dana, please shout out all the stuff you're doing, where people can find you, the whole whole shebang, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I do have two comedy shows. Uh, my first one is that Trophy Wife Life. Uh, and you can go to thattrophywifelife.com and find everything there. And we're always accepting stories. We just did like the funniest worst dates or uh, the sex fails episode. I or saw that. Listen to some of those. Yeah. 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 They're really fun. And we're always reaching out on um, Twitter to find people's stories. We're always doing tweet calls like, hey, give us your stories. 
And then my other show is the Dirty Little Secrets Club. And this one's really fun. You can go to the dirtylittlesecretsclub.com and anonymously submit your dirty little secrets and then listen to the show and see if it made it. Um, some of it's really scandalous. It's really fun. Yeah. Uh, and then some of it's a little more mild, but we like that. You have a mild secret. We want those too, because, you know, we can't be all about, uh, you know, uh, sex and uh, uh, kinks and Why not? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, our last episode was, it was like a whole on kinks episode. And I was like, woo, it was, it was hot. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I have a lady coming on. I think it's in August and uh, you might want to talk to her actually. Her name's Layla London. Layla London. Okay, and, I'm writing uh, this down. She, I guess, was in this big, big sex drought for years, like no sex, very long time, and then decided, you know, what am I doing? And then she's been on like this five year journey of like crazy sex, like all over the planet, like sexual tours, all this stuff. And uh, she has a podcast. Uh, it's Curious Girls Diaries. Ooh, it's very, very raunchy and the different stuff. Just great. I mean, it's just it's actually really good. But um, yeah, she's great to talk. To. We were just on like a pre-recorded, pre-recording call, just chatting. You know, she wanted to. She's like, "You really want me on here? Like that's you know." I'm like, "Yeah, yeah sure." I. <laughs> I was like, did you listen to my episodes? I have some crazy stuff. Seriously. I'm like, I hey, love I'm good, it, man. You know, like I'm not bashful about anything. No big yeah. deal. You know what? I'm just going to go on record really quick and say that I love the podcasting community. Yeah. Like what you just did there is so cool being like, Hey, you know what else? This person might be great for your show. And yeah. I just, I love all of the love that goes around in the podcasting community. That's awesome. Yeah. Thank you for the recommendation. Of course. I have tons of them, tons love of it. them, especially if you're looking for kind of like dirty secrets, sexual things, a lot of people. For that. Awesome. So, yeah. Send them um, all my way. I love it. I'll send them your way. Yeah, definitely. Dana, thank you so much. It's been, uh, it's been fun. Yeah, this was awesome. Thank you for having me. Of course. And um, I look forward to people to listen to this and uh, we will stay in touch for sure. Yes. Thank you for listening to this episode of Dr. D's Social Network. Make sure you listen to future episodes. Also, please make sure to rate and review My Dad's Show on Apple Podcasts in the rate and review section. Thanks, everyone. You're finally at that hot new spot. The one your friends keep raving about. Sitting across from your date. It's going another round really well. And that dish you've been dying to try. Oh, it's headed your way. You can smell it. Hear it sizzling fresh off that skillet as it comes closer, closer and served. Go ahead. Enjoy. After your phone sneaks a bite first. When you're with Amex, it's not if it's going to happen, but when American Express don't live life without it. Sure, we have 30 seconds to tell you that drivers who switch to Progressive could save big. But then what? Well, radio has been called theater of the mind. So let's tell a story with sound effects. <laughs> wow, it's like I was in the story. Almost makes me forget this was supposed to be about saving big with Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates.